What's up? It is your boy, Ruby Rube, coming at you again with another episode of Gathering Strength Podcast. With me, as always, DJ Khaled. Hit me with another one. Another beautiful Sunday. Hey, still going hard. The Warriors just won Game 7, beating the Sacramento Kings. You know, once again, I could care less about these millionaire sports athletes getting after it and winning even more millions of dollars, but there's something about those Warriors that they bring along a circus act with them, and it's exciting to watch when whenever they start throwing them down and they seemingly can't miss. It's pretty awesome to watch. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. That's not today's meat and potatoes. Well, first thing is first, we need to get you guys with another word of the day. The word of the day is vigor. V-I-G-O-R. Now, what is the definition of vigor? And why would you want to learn that word? Well, once again, you never know when you're going to end up in a rap battle with Eminem. And I want you to be able to pull from your rich vocabulary in which you can then turn the tides of the crowd and get them to root in your favor. So, with the word vigor at your disposal and your implementation, you're going to be able to, hey, spit some hot fire. Anyways, the definition of vigor is physical strength and good health. You want to wake up from a good night's rest with vigor, with gravitas. As soon as, soon as you step out of bed, you're on. Your vigor, your vitality is just on point and you're ready to take on whatever the day has to throw at you. Vigor. Get some, understand it, and know how to use it. And now that we have the word of the day out of the way, we can focus on the meat and potatoes. Oh yeah, once again, I know your curiosity is burning. You have a a hunger for knowledge. And don't worry, baby bird, I'm going to feed you. You're going to walk away satiated. Meanwhile, in between episodes, I know you walk around hungry. Kind of like a Snickers commercial, except for... It's not food that you're looking looking to quench your, your appetite. Oh, no, you need some wisdom. And don't worry, your boy Ruby Rube got you back. So the last episode, I was talking about a book that I finished, The 5 A.M. Club. And, man, I go through this book with, with a highlighter and like some little sticky notes that I put on the top so I can quickly go to the most practical and implementable nuggets of wisdom that are in this book. And because I highlight them, I can quickly, uh, I can quickly go to the parts that are just heavy, profound, and rich. And I was like, man, the last podcast, I only maybe covered like a paragraph. And, you know, this book has, like, over, like, 300 pages. And while I'm not going to cover the entire book, it's like, man, when I read this stuff, I'm excited to share it because I know what it does for me. And I know that there are many people out there who are like me. And I just want to, man, reach out a hand and 
uplift some people. So the one of the other books that I read that are that kind of go in the same vein with this one is Atomic Habits because in this book Robin Sharma writes in his book The 5AM Club what he is doing he is trying to impart wisdom on on the reader how waking up at an early hour i.e. 5AM and devoting 1 hour to your personal growth to your personal strength all the miraculousness that that entails of waking up and devoting that hour towards your growth what that does for your day it just adds up into strength and confidence and independence and in my opinion God blesses the storytellers because without them and their knowledge and their wisdom and their insight we want to be as far along as we are now to dive back into this book because I want to hammer down and harp on the fact that we all have habits. We all have good habits. We all have bad habits. And we want to strengthen the good habits and we want to break the bad habits. But how do we do that? Well, in the book Atomic Habits, not only does it show you the power of all of the tiny little habits working for you and working against you. That book will also show you how, on a psychological level, how habits are formed, whether consciously or subconsciously, and how to and how to break the cycle. And in this book, Robin Schwarma uh, does another good job on enlightening the reader on some of the research that he has done and one of the ways that you can start a new habit is by waking up at 5 a.m. which is the title of the book and devoting that to your personal growth there's a bunch of quotes and research and psychology sprinkled all throughout this book that really that really solidify and validate the message that is being being written. For example, he writes about a a research team at the University of Co- uh, the University College London, and they were talking about how there is a sixty six day minimum, sixty six days of training to make a new habit yours. So if you want to break a bad habit, you need to implement it with a good one. And you're going to need to do that for 66 days, according to a research team in London. Um, So Robin Sharma goes on to write, Don't quit after a few days or a few weeks or even after two months. As it relates to becoming a member of the 5AM club, stick with your self-promise for at least 66 days, no matter what. Now, I have spoken about this before Robin Shorma implores the reader to stick with your self-promise for at least 66 days. You know what? That's easier said than done, right? Stick with your promise to yourself. When you think about it, it's like, man, if only it were that easy. 
If only it were that easy to do all the things you knew that you were supposed to be doing and stop doing the things that you knew were bad for you. Hey, sounds like something the Apostle Paul would say in the Bible. Yep, because the Apostle Paul said that he does the things that he should do and doesn't do the things that he should do. So once again, history repeats itself and because there's nothing new under the sun, these human conditions that persist all throughout time, that grabs me to take note that one, that I'm gonna mess up, it's a guarantee that I'm gonna mess up. So when I do mess up, hey, don't be so hard on yourself because there have been greater men, biblical figures, priests, saints that have messed up. So here I am, just an average Joe, just a guy. I'm just a dude getting tacos. And here I am, I'm, I'm gonna be messing up. And sometimes when we mess up, that little negative spiral can persist in our minds to where, hey, once again, Rube, you've messed up. You're never gonna, you're never gonna get it right. You're never going to amount to anything. So just just go back to your old ways. Stick to what you know. Oh yeah, that that devil on your shoulder is gonna be whispering all types of negativity. Hey, whether that energy is coming from inside of you or coming from your quote-unquote friends and family to where they see you trying to change your life and then they see you mess up and then their negative reinforcement comes in and they're like, hey, I thought you were you know, going to try to stop drinking. I thought you weren't going to be eating fast food anymore. I thought you were done. And here you are. You know, that'll make you feel like crap. But we need to know that there are the seeds in great of greatness within us. And on a psychological level, you just need to last 66 days for a new habit to become yours. And then once it's yours, there's a lot more wisdom in this book that I'm going to impart on you that is going to give you hope. So 66 days, hey, that might seem like a long time, but you can do it one day at a time, one hour at a time. Break it down. The way you eat an elephant is one bite at a time. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single footstep. So put a little psychological target 66 days out from now and diligently and persistently work on it. And you will be granted with something that cannot be bought. Something that is priceless. You will be given and you will earn confidence. You will earn self-respect. You'll be able to look at yourself in the mirror and say, Hey, I did that. I know right from wrong. And I am choosing to do right. Because... The higher version of myself knows right from wrong. And because I'm going to manifest that newer, stronger version of myself, I need to cast aside what the old version of me would do. Those actions are no longer applicable in the walk of my life 
as I transcend, transcend up this mountain. This is something that I learned from another podcast. I have a buddy who started his podcast who really lit a fire under, under my butt to get my podcast going on. And this was a term called escape velocity. And Robin Sharma writes, Do you know why the space shuttle uses more fuel in the 60 seconds after liftoff than it uses over the entire orbit around the Earth? It needs to overcome the powerful forces of gravity after it takes off. It requires a large amount of fuel to overcome those initial forces and reach escape velocity. But once it does, momentum kicks in and the craft just goes. So after your, this is Ruby Rube coming in, after your 66 day implementation of solidifying a brand new habit, you have broken the gravity, you have broken the old way, you have broken the things that held you back. And now because you have gained that confidence that you couldn't buy, you have gained that self-respect that you couldn't buy, now you just go. Now it that's just how you move. But it takes it takes energy to start it just like that spaceship. The most fuel that it uses is in the first 60 sec, uh, first 60 seconds after liftoff. Now just imagine that spaceship that 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 spaceship on the launch pad is probably up about 100 feet, but there's it's using a bunch of gas, but hey, but once it gets out, out in the the outer orbits, it doesn't need to use as much fuel, and that's how your life is going to work once you break the cycles and the bad habits and the gravity that your your old habits are used to. It'll just be how you move. Robin Sharma goes. On to write, you need to rise above your own forces of gravity until your escape velocity kicks in. It's so challenging at the beginning. I'm not going to lie to you. You both have done very well at getting up at 5 a.m. So this this is your boy, Ruby Rube. So Robin, Robin Sharma wrote this book in an interesting way. It's not like a typical, hey, do this and do that. This book is told over a story where... There's two characters, and they're learning from uh, from the main character. And so that, that last part, disre- disregard that last part. But we're going to continue on into the book. It says, continue at all cost. Persistency sits at, at the threshold of mastery. The things that feel hardest are also the ones that are most valuable. Keep remembering that doing difficult things that are very important was how the highest achievers and greatest heroes of our civilization embraced their power. When faced with the choice, always choose the one that pushes you the most, increases your growth, and promotes the unfoldment of your gifts, gifts, talents, and personal prowess. It's your boy Ruby Rube. I'm going to interject. Now, hey, growth is a choice. There's going to be a bunch of idiots, whether they're your friends, your family, your co-workers. They don't have the same information that you have bouncing around in your head. So when you talk to them and when you are living a different lifestyle that is status quo, they're not going to understand. And you can try to explain it to them, 
but you might as well be speaking a, a different language. And because growth is a choice, there's a lot of people who just choose to not grow. They choose to stick to what they know, and that's fine for them. But for people like you and I, we have this information bouncing around in our heads. We know what the greats do. And our aim, or I'm going to speak for myself, my aim is not to be recognized as world-class anything. I want to be world-class in my own measurements. I want to be able to bring value to people who are in my circle. I want to have value to members of my community. I want to bring value to my my son's friends. And you know they they're not even going to know that I'm in that I'm valuable to them. They're just going to know that I'm a fun guy. But hey, you know what? I could be one of those dads who are just uh, hey, go play in the street. Or get out of my hair. Or not even playing or engaging with them. But nope. I'm going to be out there on the bas- basketball court with them. I'm going to have the energy to keep up with them. Even, hey, even when, when, my, when my kids are in high school or even college, however old, I'm going to be keeping up with them. When they're... When I'm in my... When I'm in my 60s, when I'm in my 70s, I'm going to be keeping up. You damn right. Bet on it. For sure. That is the goal. That fires me up. That's why I do what I do right now. So that I can leave that Ruby Rube when he's 60 with the much stronger body, mind, more knowledge, more everything. I'm going to be giving that ruby rube the buff body, the buff bank, the buff spirit, the buff mind. I'm going to leave that guy with more value than I have right now. And that is the whole point of doing everything that I do right now. And if I'm able to help a few people along the way, then, hey, that, that's, that's bonus. That's great. And the cool thing about a podcast is that I can reach out and touch people who... I, I potentially would never even meet. Right now, it's just members in my community. The, the curiosity is going to kill y'all cats. And then we'll, we'll just go one podcast at a time. So think about this, this little uh, quote right here. It's so simple. It's so kindergarten. It's so first grade. It's so elementary. But when it comes down to the brass tacks, it makes you think. He simply says, just because you couldn't do something before, doesn't mean you can't do it now. Right? Think about it. We're all adults here. And if we're going to be preaching to our kids, hey, try your hardest, do your best... Hey, shouldn't we look at ourselves in the mirror when we're saying that? Because if we're being hypocrites to our children, at some point they're going to grow, they're going to gain the maturity, and they're going to be like, hey, Dad, uh, you, you tell me you know, to try to face my fears, to do my best, but man, look at you. You're not even doing your best. Sometimes it is obvious 
it is completely visually obvious when some adults have given up. You can just tell. You can just tell. You can see them from a mile away. A lot of the times. Robin Sharma goes on to write. Uh, he includes a quote from the famed psychologist Carl Jung. Carl Jung's quote is, In all disorder, there's a secret order. Think about that for a little bit. You know, where there's a mess, there's a message. You know what? There is a quote. I'm going to have to create a podcast just about this cool-ass quote that I made up. I have tried to vet and verify and get this quote vouched for. I have searched for this quote online everywhere, but I cannot find it. And it, I don't want to say it's too brilliant for my brain, but who knows? You know what? It could have came from a damn Seinfeld episode. I have so many different influences from so many different places. Who knows? But the quote in relation to this one, because it's triggering me with that disorder. There's a disorder word in a word. In all disorder, there's a secret order. That's what Carl Jung said. And your boy Ruby Rube, his philosophical quote is life is chaos, but wisdom brings order. Now, chaos, the definition of chaos is disorder, random. When I think of chaos, before I understood the fundamental definition of chaos, there's a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it is Kindergarten Cop, and Arnold Schwarzenegger's character is a cop, and he is going undercover as a kindergarten cop, and he thinks to himself, Hey, how hard can this be? They're just little kids. And then reality hits. He goes into the classroom. There's kids running around. They're throwing food. The class pet is out on the loose. There's a little girl calling 911. Play-Doh, paint, flicked everywhere, glitter. All of the shenanigans. All of that chaos. That is how I understood the definition of chaos. And... That is an accurate description of the word chaos, but there could be chaos in your finances. Your finances can look like that. Your health can be equivalent to that disorderly classroom that Arnold Schwarzenegger couldn't uh, get under control. Your spirit could look like that. Just a complete damn mess. Now check it out. As Arnold Schwarzenegger's motives start to change, he starts to learn. He starts to gain a grasp of how these kids work. He starts to understand classroom etiquette. He starts to implement some advice that uh, his love interest starts to impart on him. And with the new found wisdom Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, he's able to put that what once was a chaotic classroom, he put that into order. And the quote that your boy Ruby Rube potentially came up with, let me know if you heard it somewhere else, leave it in the comments. The quote is, a life is chaos, but wisdom 
brings order. You can apply the same the same philosophy to your finances, to a teenager driving a car. If you think about it like that, if we're going to be going on a road trip, you want you want your boy Ruby Rube driving, who has been driving for the last two decades, or do you want this brand new teenager with a freshly minted license to be driving? You probably want me, right? I'm going to get you there safe. I have a safe driving record. I have experience. I have seen and spent years on the road. So my fundamental knowledge, my fundamental wisdom of road experience is going to be above the freshly minted 16-year-old who just got his license. With all of the chaos that can happen out on the road, the wisdom that I have gained and accumulated throughout my lifetime driving, I'm going to be able to put all that chaos into order as to where a freshly minted 16-year-old driving all of those chaotic factors, those are also still going to be chaos. It's going to take him time to to sort through the information that he just recently learned to put that chaos into order. But hey, that's not how driving works. You don't always have time. Sometimes you just need to react. And that's where my driving skills are right now. Everything is just natural. You do this, I do that. I, I, I can see things developing before they even develop. Yep, I'm kind of like a Nostradamus. Robin Sharma continues to write, The ancient sages, seers, and philosophers called such a profound personal transformation the dark night of the soul. What was once a caterpillar is messily, yet almost magically, becoming a butterfly. The mystic's rope of deep and real change as a journey involving a series of little deaths. You, the old you must die so a better you can be reborn. For you to upgrade to greatness, you must undergo an annihilation of your weaknesses. This is your boy Ruby Rube interjecting once again. And another triggering word for me is annihilation. And that reminds me of a quote from Jordan Peterson talking about how the map that got you to where you're at it is not going to get you to where you need to go so you can't just use the same map your entire life that's not going to get you from point A to Z that might just get you from A to B and then you're going to have to reconfigure a new map you might need to let that map burn because it got you to where you're at but it's not going to get you to where you need to go. You need to burn that map. And then Robin Schwarma's book says, for you to upgrade to greatness, you must undergo an, a, an annihilation of your weaknesses. So once again, an, a, a annihilation of your weaknesses. That means in order for you to move forward, you're going to have to let some of that childish behavior go. You're going to have to strengthen them. Don't worry, you are in the right place. Gathering Strength Podcast has your back. 
the annihilation of your weaknesses. Uh, that is eloquently put. That might as well be an excerpt from a poem. You know what? I'm going to steal that. I'm going to steal that phrase. I'm going to put it in a poem. Because there's this other book that I read. It's called uh, Steal Like an Artist. And essentially, once again, nothing new is under the sun. Everything is an iteration of everything else. Michael Jackson took the moonwalk from James Brown. Ric Flair took his woo from Chuck Berry. Everything gets stolen from everyone. So I'm gonna I'm stealing that phrase. Annihilate your weakness. You'll hear that? I'm gonna I'm gonna tattoo that on something. Maybe my butt cheek. Anyway, let's continue on with the book. So in this book, Robin Shorma's uh, character, the guru, the guru, he's known for like he'll have he'll be having a conversation and then he'll just drop and start doing push-ups. And they ask him like, "Hey, why do you do so many push-ups?" And the character respond uh, replies. Uh, by doing a thousand push-ups a day is also a ritual to remind me to keep going, keep expanding, keep elevating my mindset, heart set, health set, and soul set by escalating my rise and, and escalating my rise to be my best. So those push-ups, hey, my little uh, philosophy is prayer and push-ups because, yes, they are very simple. They're so simple that you think that when you do them, they don't work. That's how simple they are. So you'll pump out 20, 25, 100, and they're like, man, yeah, you will feel pumped, but then it's so easy to write those off. But let those little push-ups be a reminder to keep pushing. Not just keep pushing push-ups, but through your problems, through the things that you want, through the obstacles, through the adversity, keep pushing let that be a metaphor for when you get knocked down hey don't worry because you can push yourself back up another concept that he talks about is the automaticity point and if you remember from a few episodes back automaticity that was the word of the day hey yo hey now we're stacking we're building we're creating something. We have words of the day that are being uh, serendipitously introduced in these books. And Robin Schwalma writes about the automaticity point. And he writes, The exciting fact is that once you arrive at the automaticity point, you will lo- no longer need any willpower to get up at 5 a.m. The new regimen implementation into your human operating system is complete. Awakening before dawn becomes second nature. The willpower you were using to lay down the early rising habit is now freed up for another world-class behavior. So you have the chance to grow even more productive, prosperous, joyful, and successful. This is your boy Ruby Rube. Hey, so I want to let you guys know that before I started to wake up supremely early, it was hard. But 
after doing so many marathon training for so many marathons and getting these Ironmans under my belt, I no longer need to set an alarm. I wake up refreshed. My habits, they pull me out of bed. And it was great to read this little insight in this book, The 5 AM Club, how the neural pathways in your mind, the neural pathways in your brain that created when you do something hard and you reach that automaticity point, the new regimen that has been implemented over that 66-day time that that London University Research team uh, specified and pointed out, that new regimen is going to be lifting you up and it's going to be like a second nature. And now Robin Sharma goes out to, uh, he points out that once you are no longer, once that is no longer drudgery and arduous and it is just your being, that's just what you do. Now you free up mental space. You free up cognitive bandwidth. You free up mental energy because before you were using that mental energy to rise at that seemingly ungodly hour at 5 a.m. And now because that is just part of what you do, your mental energy can now be devoted to tackling something else. Do you you get it? That is a huge key. And if I would have read this book before I implemented it, it would have been hard to believe. It probably would have went over my head. But because I have experienced it for myself and where I'm at continually every single morning when I wake up with no alarm and I wake up fully rested and then I go and read a book that points out that, hey, your neural pathways, they're going to be hard to wire. It's going to... You know, a little bit of you is going to have to die. It's going to be hard. You are going to be that caterpillar that gets messy in the middle, but that turns out to be a butterfly in the end. Hey, I experienced all, all of that because, yep, my alarm used to go off and I would, I would fight with it. I'd be like, oh man, this is going to be rough. But because I wanted something and I went after it and I got it, It took a long time, but after a while, I can now devote my mental energy towards other things that are hard. And that is, that's beautiful. There's there's gonna be so many people who never experience that, and that is unfortunate. And one of the ways that I wanna bring value into people's lives is to let them know that, hey, I'm just a dude, I'm just a guy, but I have experienced these things that are backed by some Bible scripture, some psychology, some neurochemistry, and then fortified by, fortified and verified by all the great people who have come before me, who are currently present occupying this earth, who are also vouching for what is being said and what is being done. 
And then guess what? The people in the future, they're going to be doing this too. So your boy Ruby Rube wants you to get up in the morning. I want you to go to bed on time, get some rest, wake up, and and then tackle something. Tackle something hard because it's not going to be just for you. If you have a spouse, you're going to potentially uplift your your spouse in a positive way. If you have kids, it's going to be monkey see, monkey do. I'm certain you have some family curses that, if not handled by you, are going to continue down the cycle of, of offspring that come after you. So, hey, well, why not be the one that breaks some of those cycles? Because your kids, don't count on them to do it. They might not be so tough. Because after all, if you couldn't do it, what makes you think they they could rise up to, to the occasion? Obviously, they didn't inherit the strength from you. So that's why we're going to do those push-ups, remember? Hey, drop and give me 20 right now. I know what I'm going to be doing after this book. Robin Schwarma continues to write. That's why information and education, learning and growing are so vitally important. Knowledge unimplemented leaves potential undercapitalized. We're all built for triumph in whatever we may choose to define it. And then one last thing. One last thing, Robin, uh, then I'm going to leave you guys with is puts. We need to make this world a better, healthier, safer, and more loving place. Can I get an amen on that? So in order to make the world a better place, we need to first make ourselves a better place. We need to make ourselves better, healthier, safer, and more loving because we can't be the change in the world if we're bringing along all this baggage, all this weakness. We can't go around filling other people's cups if our cups are empty. We can't go out and offer these services when we have no strength. We can't help bail people out if we have no money. We can't offer words of encouragement if we can't encourage ourselves. And life can be tough, but we gotta we have to be strong mentally, physically. And once again, I am not the the highest moral authority. I'm not even trying to be a moral authority. I'm just trying to teach what what I have learned. You know, I'm a I'm a 40-year-old man with some scars and some lumps, and if I can help people avoid needless suffering, then hey, I'm going to share my story. And after all, it is the teacher that learns the most. So all this stuff that I talk about, I need to keep learning it. I need to keep it on the forefront of my mind. So that is all for today, boys and girls. Don't forget to give a like, a subscribe, and a follow. And until next time, it is always next time.